With an ever-rising fan base, Korean pop sensation BTS has taken the world by storm as they've gone on to break records and top global charts. On this first episode of Chicken and Little, we interview Macy Switch on her love for BTS. We talk about her discovery of the band, the impact they've had on her life, and the K-pop fan community as a whole. Dive into the world of a stan and see what the true definition of a fan in today's climate looks like. So, hello, hello. Macy Swift. Hi. How are you today? I'm doing well. Yeah? Yeah. It's good. Okay, cool. So, nice. we'll just start off with the questions. Um, what was your introduction to BTS, and what is that drew you, what is it that drew you to them? Um, my first introduction to BTS was, I was actually avoiding them kind of like they were the plague, because I'm Korean, and I have an interesting relationship with being a Korean because my parents are white. Um, so I was avoiding them because I wanted to avoid Korean culture, which I found was stupid, but I did it anyways. Um, so I saw them on social media, obviously. They were kind of blowing up in 2016 and 2017. And I watched one of their music videos, finally. It popped up in my recommended on YouTube. And I fell in love with how different and how much more um, complex their music videos were. So I think what drew me in was all this new thing, like this new approach they had to making music videos and content. So clearly BTS has been insanely successful, especially in the past two years we've seen a rise um, in America and they've been topping charts. Why do you think they've been so successful? I think the reason they've been successful is because they don't shy away from difficult topics. Um, even in their older music, you can tell that they just talk about things like how the education system is like broken and how there's so much pressure on kids. And that's completely different than anybody else was doing at that time. So I think the fact that they don't shy away from things like depression and anxiety and uh, like being suicidal is um, like resonates with fans because so many people struggle with those things today. Yeah, so um, would you say that they have impacted you in some way? They definitely have. They have a really big social media presence, um, and I think that their fan base has grown a lot on because of their social media presence, and I think that is what really makes a family, kind of. So our fandom is kind of like a family, and I've made some friends through that. Um, They've also impacted me with their lyrics. They've got their lyrics have gotten me through some really tough times. Like I struggle with depression and anxiety too. And when you find someone that relates to that and they can do it in such a creative way, um, they've really helped me through that. So you've mentioned that social media and the community on social media is a big part of it. And you said that you guys are able to relate um, through the struggles that BTS talks about. So what is your experience um, with the fan base in terms of meeting people online and getting to know them? Um, I know through stand culture that there are things such as group chats where people who stand that particular artist join them. So are you in one? How is your experience with that? Um, yeah. Yeah, so before my first concert, I wasn't on Twitter, and I didn't really know anything. Of, I was, of 
quiet stand. Like I love BTS and I love what they stand for and I love them as people, but I wasn't in, I wasn't on stand Twitter yet. Um, so before my second concert, I finally was, I'd made the jump and that was really like a kickstart into my, uh, like, up <laughs> upset, like, I don't know. Um, but I joined a group chat for the concert I was going to in uh, New Jersey, MetLife, and I met my first friend there. Her name's Alyssa. She started the group chat, and now there's 18 of us in that group chat. And we talked every day before the concert from like 7 a.m. to maybe like 1 a.m. Um, every single day until the concert. And we met up at the concert. So I've made a lot of good friends through there. A lot of people that I talk to more than like most people in real life. Okay. So with being a stan, especially of like K pop, there's for sure some lingo that goes around and I know that bias is one of them so could you explain to me what that is and who your bias is and mm -hmm. stuff like that? So a bias is basically just like your favorite member. Um, there's something called OT7 where it's like you kind of stand all of them but usually people that are OT7 also have a bias so I'm OT7, I have equal love for all of them, but I do have one that I feel like I relate to the most, and that's who my bias is, his name is Jimin. Oh, I love him. But um, he, I feel like our personalities are compatible, and that's what drew me to him. Um, there's also a bias wrecker, which means like someone who is kind of fighting for that spot. Um, Hobie is mine, and he is just like a ball of energy, which is kind of opposite to me. So I think that's why I have a certain love for him, is that we're just completely different. Okay. So, um, people don't, we like some people usually don't listen to K-pop or aren't open to it because you know, they might think it's awkward that it's in a different language, they might not understand it. Um, what? Why should people listen to BTS? Why should they give it a shot, do you think? Um, I definitely understand the language barrier thing. I think that was something that in the beginning drew me away from them. It's hard for people to resonate with lyrics when they don't speak the same language and they don't know what they're saying. But honestly, it's so easy to find a translation. You can literally look up any song title with lyrics and you'll find the translations. And besides that, it sounds like our pop music. It's like the same thing. Like Western pop and our pop music have the same sort of beats and it's just so, it's the same energy. So I don't know why people like don't listen to them. But I think everyone should just give it a shot. If it's not your thing in the long run, then that's fine. Like, no one, we're not going to hate on you or anything. But just give it a try because it's it's new. It's a new, fresh sound. And it sounds the same as what we listen to. It's just in a different language. So on that note, what advice would you give someone who is looking to kind of dip their toes in the pool of K-pop? Could be BTS, could just be K-pop in general. Um, how would you go about that? Um, take it slow. <laughs> right now, I think I stand maybe close to 25 different groups. Um, but that has taken so long. I think a lot of people jump in and they just go 
bam, 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 bam. They go so fast trying to learn all the names and like all the lingo that we use, but no one's judging you for it. No one on Stan Twitter is gonna like come for you because you don't know something. If you just are respectful on the platform, um, then you are gonna be respected too. If you have genuine questions, everyone's there to help you and answer them. Also, a lot of armies like neglect school kind of. That's like a big funny joke in our fandom, but it's like not really a joke. Like my grades have probably fallen a little bit since I discovered them. I think just focus on other things in your life, but uh, and start slow, and you'll get into it eventually, and you'll learn everything eventually. Yeah. So one thing I've learned from experience, um, this is kind of touching back to the fandom itself, is that they love their people. They love BTS. They are do or die. It's like they will fight for them. Yeah. But with that, sometimes comes a lot of, I don't know how to describe it, but it, their tensions, it comes with tensions. And some, for a lot of BTS fans, it's very personal. And they get a little defensive online, which sometimes can create a toxic environment. Um, for example, that like recently there was when Cameron Boyce um, died, there were a lot of stands that were like, would be under the post with like BTS videos or, or like of them dancing or not even just BTS, like K-pop dance videos. So how do you feel that that's kind of what's been associated with the army as a whole? I think it kind of sucks that that's how we're portrayed and that there are definitely people out there who do that sort of thing, who post fan cams and um, like clips from music videos of K-pop groups after a tragedy. And I think it, it really just portrays our fandom the wrong way. I personally have gone in arguments with people on Twitter about things like that. And I think it all comes down to you, they're not, you're not gonna change their mind. Uh, if someone like that, they're obvious, they obviously have something going on elsewhere that they have other pain. So I personally vocalize my opinion on posting that sort of thing on Twitter. Um, I've said like, y'all need to relax with the fan cams because it's disrespectful when someone's died. If someone in our group died, we'd be hurt too. I think it's a really toxic thing that people do. Um, but ultimately our fandom is love. I just think there are people in, like there are in every fandom that is gonna be hateful towards other people because they think that's the best way to uplift an artist. Um, but mostly our message is love, so it's contradicting BTS's whole purpose. But there are people like that, and I hate that our fandom is portrayed like that most of the time. Well, on that note, um, I'd like to thank you uh, for coming in this morning and teaching me and Jaehyun a little about something, about BTS and stuff like that. Um, definitely check them out. Um, and I hope our listeners have also learned um, a little bit about K-pop and that whole culture and world. Um, and I hope that they're more also open to uh, trying out new things. That's what we're all about here at Chicken Oil. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Yeah, thank so, you. Thank you. Bye. See ya. Bye. <laughs>